Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Welcome, one and all, to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. It is the 26th of May, 2021, the last Wednesday of the month. I am JR, and as per usual, stuck in his vortex is Mr. Neff Canuck. Good evening, folks. How goes north of the border? It goes. I mean, you're hearing more news, and it's like... Okay, some of it sounds positive, and some of it you're like going, you're insane. Yes, we'll have um, we'll have some topics on both ends of the spectrum. I think uh, during our hour tonight. Oh dear, that 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 always portends ill will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave myself a, a nicer background of a uh, rural. Um, Japanese rest stop or thereabouts. It kind of looks like a Michinoeki, which is one of the uh, rural Japanese uh, roadside stations, albeit a small one. But um, yes, we were playing uh, Euro Truck Simulator 2 uh, on the stream a couple of nights ago, which was quite fun. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting though, because I mean, this is this goes back many, many years. Papa Canuck had a truck driving license and would do occasional jobs for friends mm. it it looks it looks so clean and generic when when we were watching the stream you know when you were playing on monday night <laughs> i remember it as it actually was oh, of course <laughs> including the smells the sounds and the oh my god we're going to crush that tiny little car ahead of us stop now <laughs> you're talking about my excellent driving skills in japan huh no, 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 I, I'm, I'm referring to Papa Canuck because he, oh, he knew okay. exactly what he was doing. And he could literally make the poor guy, in, the poor car in front of him very, very nervous. Right. I, I felt the same way with uh, Neff and Liz giving their comments to me as I was driving in the Japanese map in the game on Monday. <laughs> well, and think of it, too, because the truck you were driving was very sub-nosed. So, in other words... There was no give. Yes. Very little between, you know, meeting the car ahead of you. And plus the steering wheel's on the right side instead of the left. Oh, yeah, that, and then you're driving on the left side of the road, and it's just like, oh, boy, I'm glad you're the one driving, not me. No, 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 that, that, that would not end well. Which initial D Eurobeat song was playing while he drove? <laughs> the answer is none. Exactly. Oddly enough. <laughs> 
we were we were more concerned with making sure he didn't bang you know against the sides of the the guardrails as he's driving along yes no that initial d song would be reserved for another map but i don't think we played on monday which is the wangan map which covers uh tokyo and yokohama in a slightly smaller scale <laughs> yeah that that would have been interesting i'm going okay that area saying dark and a little bit of rain mm. yipe yes and getting fines in the game exactly <laughs> well yeah but oddly uh, enough they're in euros so you're going wait a minute how much is that in yen again <laughs> just multiply it by 100 more or less but no your truck simulator 2 uh has a very uh niche following uh, in the simulation industry, you drive a truck around Europe, and they also have a simulator uh, for the U.S., American Truck Simulator, um, and a very dedicated group of uh, Japanese uh, fanatics put together a um, almost scale map, not quite scale, but uh, we were able to drive around and cross a bridge and... Uh, see a nice uh, slice of japan they have all the japanese companies in there including my favorite uh mamazon uh yes the delivery trucks from mamazon (laughs) (laughs) which is uh they put an m in the front of amazon um so they don't get into any um issues um but uh, there's a little topic about amazon that i will bring up um in just a moment but um Something that I um, was able to download as a mod for your truck simulator, Neff, you might be interested in this, is um, a plugin that allows you to um, stream live radio stations from Europe. So what will happen is you load the game, then you load the plugin, and then Mm -hmm. depending on where you are on the map... It will provide you with um, streaming FM radio stations that you can kind of tune to on the map. Okay, and I giggle only because, for example, in Switzerland, there is the Swiss national broadcaster that has four four streams of its own, one of which is all classical music. No, I heard that. Imagine driving, you know, (laughs) big semi, loaded trailers, and you know... The strains of Beethoven as you're just, you know, meandering down the road. <laughs> yes, so I, I actually listened to a few of those SRF stations the other day. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Along with, uh, there are a few of them, uh, Radio 24, um, Radio Kaiseregg, which sounded pretty interesting. Okay, I'm trying to remember that one. That might be an online-only station, because Mm -hmm. I don't recall that as an FM band. Right. I recall some of them trying to listen to them in the game. Um, They would come up with ads for local Geico um, places around here before they kick you in, I guess, the the obligatory pre-roll. But yes, leaving uh, Switzerland and going into France, you get... The French stations, and then you go to the UK and you get the English stations. I was rocking to BBC One's uh, Night Groove remix uh, the other night. <laughs> funny, funny thing you mentioned about pre-roll because I don't know if it's happening to you, but up here when Amazon is playing any of the local stations, they do pre-rolls. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the stations or most of the pre-roll ads, I have no problem with. It's when they start talking about certain bodily functions that I'm like, no, come on, just get to the station, please. I don't need to hear about this. Yikes. <laughs> Amazon should have commercials now about roaring lions. And uh, that's the topic that I wanted to bring up because it, in a way it does affect um, our viewing of uh, online shows, including some of the anime and shows from Japan and Asia that we frequent. Amazon's multi-billion dollar acquisition of MGM. Yes, and the funny thing is, they had literally just completed a deal with the major streaming provider up here, Crave, for a portion of the MGM library, if not the whole thing. Hmm. So I'm going, what happens to that deal? 
Right. Because now it means, okay, if I want to watch, for example, some VMDM library, I have to figure out, okay, is it on the Canadian thing, which I will not give them, you know, credit for because they're not paying me to do so, right. or on Mr. Smiley Face. Again, I won't give them the credit because they ain't paying me to do it. Right. So it's like, <laughs> ah, yes, licensing hell. But now you have uh, consolidation in online streaming happening at a breakneck pace, just like uh, the airlines consolidated when Lehman Brothers collapsed. It, it, it feels like that, doesn't it? Well, to be fair, when all these all these people started their own streaming services, I said, I think way back when, I said, wait a minute here, all these little guys, they won't survive. They will yeah. either collapse or be bought out by a bigger fish. Mm. And pretty much that's come true. And like I said, with the anime streaming services, now we're down to Sony. Right. Netflix. High Dive. And I'm not sure who owns retro anime, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a big guy yet, but I think mm -hmm. it will be eventually. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and so we're basically ending up where we were before, where if you want to have access to everything, you're paying for everything. Where well, the whole point of this a la carte streaming stuff at the beginning was, I don't want to pay for other stuff. So I only want to pay for the stuff I want to watch. Right. And you bring up a point because uh, there are some rumblings from my understanding of the news that uh, there may be a Justice Department challenge to the acquisition. Now, with the current administration, I could see it actually being a real challenge as opposed to a, you know, performative art challenge. In other words, we'll do it just to make the consumers think we're doing something. Mm -hmm. But therein lies the problem. There were no other bidders, at least nobody else willing to pay. I, th I read, I think it was $8.5 for the acquisition of the library and its contents. Wow. The MGM library. So... You know, I mean, there have been talks that maybe Apple would be interested, which to me makes sense because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I've looked at the Apple TV Plus catalog and gone, I'm not paying for this. Exactly. <laughs> even even if it was even if it was free for a year, I think I'd watch maybe two, three things and that'd be the end of it. Right. Just the Charlie Brown specials that were made free. That basically that that's about it. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it, you know. <laughs> But um, no, it, it's big news for for streaming, and I'm interested to see how that uh, kind of turns out. Uh, some of the other news that I've been reading today, coming from Japan, uh, involves, as I like to call it by now, Neff's favorite subject. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> the virus that shall not be named. Yes, and the. Major sporting event that shall not be named. Well, it's the Olympics anyway. Um, <laughs> which is now under two months away. And we are now hearing that the state of emergency in place for, I believe, 10 prefectures, 10 of the major prefectures in Japan, including Tokyo, will likely be extended until late June. So, yeah. Now, didn't I also read, now I may have misread this, but didn't I also read that they are saying for Americans to not travel to Japan right now? Did that come out since the last podcast, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going, uh, okay, you, you keep trying this, and it's like watching Wile E. Coyote chasing the Roadrunner. <laughs> it's just going to end in disaster. Quit while you're behind. Yeah, which is, if you think of it also, the U.S. warning people not to visit Japan is, in a way, a bit of a moot point because if you land in Japan, unless you're a Japanese citizen or a permanent resident, they won't let you in anyway. Unless it's for so, some sort of humanitarian reason. Yeah. So, like I said, and I mean, I'm still hearing rumblings that the Canadian Olympic athletes are like, some of them are like, I want to go. Some of them are like, this is insane. And so you don't know, you don't know what the, what the, 
the outcome is going to be up here. It's really kind of like mm-hmm. we got no clue. But now, um, if you search news about the Tokyo Olympics today, May twenty sixth, uh, you will see a an announcement. Well, an announcement, but a news story that may be quite significant. One of the Japanese newspapers, the Asahi Shimbun, um, which also happens to be one of the sponsors of the Tokyo Olympics, has Mm -hmm. put out an editorial calling for the games to be canceled. When one of your major sponsors is saying, pull the plug, yeah. Yes. So I'm not going to go through the specifics because I think it is the longest editorial I've read from the Asahi Shimbun in a long time. <laughs> now, are we talking full full uh, tabloid page worth, or what are we talking? About? Oh, a b- uh, big length. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I will. I will just uh, paraphrase it a little bit. Uh, the t- the COVID pandemic has yet to be brought under control rendering it inevitable that the government will have to declare another extension of the state of emergency. It is simply beyond reason to hold the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics this summer, says the Asahi Shimbun editorial. Well, I think that's pretty much, you know, saying what we all assumed was going to happen because, Mm. I mean, even here, they're, they're, they've now set out a framework for reopening, but it requires that certain targets be met, in this case, in terms of vaccinations. Okay. Most of the, most of the initial targets seem reasonable to get you past the first stage. Mm-hmm. But it's those second and third targets where I'm like going, I'm glad you didn't put dates on these because I don't see these happening for a while. I just don't. All right. Uh, there's one of the metrics concerning hospitalizations at all exactly Mm. because what we have now are other provinces their hospitals are so full up they're trying to send their icu patients here Mm. and we're full up wow so it's like yikes so still still gonna be some time uh i heard a poll saying that uh i don't know where i read the poll but uh 50% 50% of Canadians believe that uh, the border between Canada and the U.S. should remain closed until September at the earliest. Funny you should mention that because a story came across my timeline today is that there are preliminary talks to try to open the border just a scooch more by the ending of June. Not for casual travel, mind you. Okay. But for people who own property in each country, allowing them to tra- to travel back and forth because they haven't been allowed to since the border was shut. Mm. When I say allowed to, remember that while they can, in fact, you know, restrict you by air, by automobile, it's a bit trickier than that. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're pretty sure that people have been crossing. In fact, there's been a booming business mm-hmm. uh, for people, you know, going down. They fly down to wherever. Mm-hmm. And then they fly back to Buffalo. Yes, we've mentioned that already. <laughs> yeah, and then you know driving across the border and then avoiding the fourteen, the hotel and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, June. If this if this story is accurate, June twenty third to me seems still a bit ambitious. It might be possible, but mm-hmm. I would still be wary and saying, okay, make absolutely sure you have actual legitimate proof of vaccinations. And I'm not just talking one; I'm talking both. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder, Scooch opening of the uh, border, as you put, I wonder if that would include, um, that still would include people with relatives in Canada, would it? Or vice versa? Mm, that I hadn't, it wasn't clear. It was, it was, they were talking about properties. So maybe, and maybe for compassionate grounds, i.e. relative is dying in the U.S. or vice versa in Canada. Mm-hmm. And they have proof of that, et cetera. Then maybe, yeah, sure. Which, again, I can see, assuming that everybody's fully vaxxed, mm-hmm. especially if you're dealing with, if you're going to somebody who's, you know, in the process of, you know, passing, you don't want to actually hurry them along. Right. 
But uh, yes, uh, with regards to uh, the pandemic in Japan, again, uh, the Asahi talking about uh, that the game should be canceled is just another domino. And as I've mentioned before, probably several times, what's the next domino to fall? Um, there's, there was an IOC member who was quoted in a Japanese uh, newspaper saying that the there is apparently a cutoff for the Summer Olympics, according to this official, and that's about a month from now. Uh, funny, funny you should say that because I got a story up here from another IOC member. I don't think it was the same one saying, "Yes, we could hold the, oh, the yes. Olympics in Japan." We talked about that. Pandem- yeah, so I was like, <laughs> "Holy mixed signals, Batman! Get your story straight, please." Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I'm I'm confused. Right. Things are going um, pretty wonky in Japan in that regard. Um, Now, speaking of Japan, there's some other news and rather sad news coming out of Japan that even made the New York Times. Um, And I believe that's the passing of Kentaro Miura, who is a manga artist best known for his work on Berserk. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that, and apparently, um, although the work is unfinished at this time, there has been, his assistants apparently have been told how to end it. Mm-hmm. So th- th- that's, I believe, the plan, is to end it as per his wishes. Right. So he had, unfortunately, a, um, a heart issue and l- left at a very young age of 54, sadly. But uh, yeah, Berserk, over 50 million copies uh, in circulation as of this year. So it's one of the best-selling mangas of all time. Mm. And an anime series to boot, I believe, right? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. And I believe that, I believe there was talk of a reboot of it as well. Because that's a fairly old series now, as I recall. There were two Berserks, right? There was the Berserk in the uh, 90s, and then there was another Berserk... From a few years ago, I don't remember the differences between the two, whether one was a sequel or that was the reboot. I'm not sure. Mm, not 100% sure myself right right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, all my screens are occupied. Otherwise, I'd look it up. <laughs> but no worries. I, I know that was something that was mentioned in the Discord chat. Um, as we go to break here, um, just a reminder about our Discord chat. We've implemented our new rules check. So um, that will require you to click on the emoji of Sarah Yoshida in the rules channel before you can get access to the rest of the server. So if you're on our Discord server, you haven't done that already, uh, and you notice that everything else is missing from the screen, um, you'll see a note about that. Just go to the rules section, click on the um, response and um well click on the emoji response and then you'll gain access to the rest of the server automatically okay well we'll have uh some more news to talk about here in just a moment and uh this is a big weekend uh usually for nef coming up uh we're not for a pandemic so after this commercial break we will talk about anime north plans this is the extreme anime radio podcast Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree. L-I-N-K tr.ee slash anime radio welcome back everybody to the extreme anime radio podcast thank you again for joining us I am uh, JR, and he is Nef Canuck. One other quick thing about our Discord. 
Um, hopefully in the few days, uh, we're going to be posting uh, a little treat for you guys. We're working on some new Sariyoshida artwork um, done by artist Brenny, whom you've seen uh, do some recent Sarah art for us in a kind of retro 80s, 90s style, which everybody is a fan of. Um, hopefully with this uh, next artwork uh, coming to completion, we're going to have some Sarah Yoshida wallpaper that we will be sharing with all of you. So um, I'm really looking forward to sharing that when it's finished. We will have another separate channel on Discord um, that will allow you to uh, download the wallpaper, hopefully. Now, to get to our Discord and all of our social media outlets, you can go to our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio, and we will repeat that uh, towards the end of our program tonight. Also, we have Jackbox coming up uh, after our show. Um, hopefully, Kesho Cho Cosplay, our defending champion, will be joining us for that. Um, and after tonight... Uh, we will be taking a hiatus from all of our streams and the podcast for a couple of weeks. I have a big week at work coming up, and then I have a vacation coming up after that. So after tonight, we're back in three weeks. So mid-June, the week of June 14th. Um, so in the second half of June, we'll probably do about two or three podcasts and also some streams. And then uh, when we get to July, the podcast goes on summer hiatus while I work upstate. Uh, and we will try during the summer months to uh, do some more game streams or Jackbox streams or whatnot on Twitch. So please look forward to all those announcements coming up in the weeks and months to come. Now, Neff, um, a topic that I wanted to... Um, ask that you uh, bring up here with us is uh, Anime North, something that you are involved in all the time, and I know that these last couple of years has been quite impossible. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what special plans Anime North has for this year? Yes, well, once again, due to the pandemic, we have the Anime North Stay-at-Home Edition. Uh, if you go to AnimeNorth.com, you'll see that we have an online event that's free, that has multiple uh, activities during the weekend, which is coming up, uh, some of which are a marketplace, a virtual marketplace. Uh, and we are still looking for a few things, I believe. Um, let's see. Looking online, I'm seeing that the Anime Wheel of Fortune is still looking for contestants. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can hit up gameshows at AnimeNorth.com. Uh, we also have a couple of live streams that will be happening during the convention. Uh, again, check out AnimeNorth.com for all the details. Unfortunately, due to the nature of the charity auction, it isn't really possible to do something like that virtually. Hopefully, we will be coming back in 2022 uh, bigger, better, and bolder than ever. I know I have a few things that have been uh, sitting in my storage area that would be, love to go to new homes, especially because, you know, my home is not exactly the most pleasant for certain things. <laughs> yes. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing you. If you can join us online... Once again, AnimeNorth.com for all the details. As soon as these borders are open, I'm going to have to give you some stuff from my previous trips to Japan that I've uncovered uh, in the um, in the cabinets here, um, including one that um, I will try to be as uh, PG-rated as I can when I talk about this. Uh, but I shared it with a couple of other people. Um, there's this, uh, there's a brochure that apparently I received. I must have gotten it. Um, somebody handed it to me on the street around Akihabara. And it was a, um, an advertisement for a respectable, so nothing too on the Pimp Daddy Moroku side of things, if you know what I mean. Um, a maid massage parlor. I hear a closet door rattling. <laughs> <laughs> Quite violently at that. Yikes. And it's in 
Japanese on one side and English on the other side. Oh dear! So he doesn't need a translator. I'm I'm, he- I'm I'm hesitant to pull it out now and show you. I think we can save that for an after dark stream. Thank you. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> but it says in big print on the bottom, we do not offer sexual services. <laughs> you okay oh oh, oh dear i i that's one of those moments where i'm like i thought the japanese were a bit more discreet about that (laughs) (laughs) but it just i don't know if i got it on my last trip i don't know if i got it two trips ago but i just found her randomly in my cabinet Going to say that isn't anywhere that isn't anywhere near where we were walking when we met up in that one trip to Japan we all met and we walked by this one place and I happened to look and you're like no don't don't stop there whatever you do and you drag me along explain to me later that place was it an Akihabara no this was this would have been the night we arrived uh-huh. when I arrived and we walked past this place that had some very charming young ladies and i happened to look and you got and you oh. guys especially you were like no yoink hostess bars going, we went yeah did we go to either shinjuku or opongi i think so i think that's might have been think, it yeah because it was near my hotel it was just like oh, okay a bar and you're like no <laughs> <laughs> probably saving myself from miles and miles of embarrassment and possibly arrested getting arrested Yes, uh, places that need clients. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes, and the dumb Canadian is, you know, like the perfect client. Whoops. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that was fun times when we went for sure. Um, and I'm still thinking in my head about when I can go. At this point, I'm happy to wait until the whole COVID situation in Japan is under control before I make any plans. Yeah, that sounds like a grand idea. I think uh, maybe things in Canada will be better before I can go back to Japan. Who knows? Well, funny you should mention that because I happened to look today and apparently it's now one Canadian dollar gets you 90 yen. Which isn't bad. Is that good? At one point it was only 79. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I think part of the problem, well, problem in air quotes, uh, with the with the various issues with the oil and gas, and since Canada sits on a lot of oil and gas, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, okay, we'll have we'll have your dollars instead. <laughs> Let's see. Right now, it's a hundred and nine Japanese yen to the uh, dollar. So, uh, the U.S. dollar that is. So mm-hmm. that's actually quite respectable. Anything yeah, under so... a, anything. Uh, under a hundred and i'm like do i really need to go back (laughs) well i'm going at 90 it's probably as close to par as we're ever going to get up here so right right Hmm. it's time to invest in your uh in more of your cds (laughs) (laughs) but i asked the box of cds they didn't believe i still i still laugh at that they're like (laughs) There's no way you bought $700 worth of CDs. Yeah. Yes, they did. No, you didn't. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm still reading um, some news. We have a sumo champion once again, Teruno Fuji, uh, won actually in a playoff. Um, he, uh, he was tied with another sumo wrestler after 15 matches, and so now you have to go to a playoff. He lost the, the the regularly scheduled match, which forced the playoff, and then he won the playoff. So now he's in contention to possibly become the sports, uh, I think, 73rd Yokozuna, which is the top, top rank. Um, and um, another big uh, news story coming out of Sumo is um, uh, a wrestler who was formerly ranked... Um, up in the top divisions, uh, I believe Abi. Uh, Abi had been suspended for three tournaments 
for violating COVID protocols and kind of tumbled down the ladder. Um, he has now won uh, two consecutive championships in the middle division, so he's going back up to um, one of the higher ranks now, which is good news for him. I'm still wondering what's going to happen to Asanoyama, who uh, was yanked out of the tournament, and we kind of reported it as breaking news on the last podcast. He was pulled out of the last tournament because he violated COVID protocols, and he apparently lied to investigators when he was asked about it the first time before then later admitting it. So as one of the higher-ranked sumo wrestlers, I don't know if uh, he's going to face some uh, stiffer punishment or possibly he may tender his resignation, which I see also as a possibility too. Any uh, any anime or manga you're watching or reading these days, respectively, Neff? Well, I'm going through the latest latest volume of uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War, which is volume 19 mm-hmm. uh, via the Viz app. I, I find myself engrossed in the story, but it's getting to the point where you know a manga's getting near the end when the story starts meandering a bit because mm-hmm. they're trying to you know flesh out some of the minor characters. But in so doing, you barely see the main characters at all. Mm-hmm. And I always find that that to be the warning sign that, yeah, this thing is probably going to end. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not next month, but you can see the path eventually leading to the end. What I've also noticed, though, is that a lot of the anime that was scheduled to start in July has been pushed forward to October. So I originally thought that it was mainly to do with the Olympics because, of course... Why would you, you know, put broadcast up against the Olympics? But then I'm realizing I'm going, it's probably because they literally don't have enough people to work on the project. And so they have to boot, boot it forward by, you know, six months. Exactly. That's probably a more uh, reasonable answer. Um, I know that um, going back to Sumo real quick, um, they are going to supposed to hold the next tournament in July in Nagoya which would be, I think, the first uh, sumo tournament held outside of Tokyo in over a year because since the pandemic started, they've moved the sumo tournaments that were outside of Tokyo back to Tokyo. The reason that they have to do this one in Nagoya is because the Kokugi-Kan in Tokyo is being used as a boxing venue for the Summer Olympics. Now, what happens if the Summer Olympics get kiboshed? Do they move the sumo tournament back to Tokyo? Well, the problem is if they had fans already buying tickets for the alternate venue, then you're going to have all these fans saying, well, wait a minute here. We've bought these tickets for this alternate venue. Now you're all of a sudden saying, nope, we got to go to Tokyo instead. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Sumo Association has had to refund a lot of sumo tickets uh, when uh, the venues have completely closed. Um, In the last tournament... Uh, that just finished, the first three days were closed to the public. So they had to refund all the tickets from the first three days because Tokyo had a state of emergency, and part of that was no spectators. And then when they extended the state of emergency, they revised the rules and they allowed spectators who are masked and everything 50% capacity. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I think the Japanese are doing it a little more carefully than other places. I mean, I'm watching. I'm going to switch us to North America for just a brief second. Yeah. I'm watching the hockey playoffs, and I noticed that in some venues, the numbers of people they're letting in, I mean, in in the case of, for example, the Her- Carolina Hurricanes, full house. <laughs> they literally, every. I'm like, what? I mean, even if you're fully vaxxed, and I'm watching the crowd, I'm like, have her without masks and i'm going okay then well we'll find out how good these uh, you know vaccines are i suppose um i think i mentioned to you neff um that uh my co-worker who is a big islanders fan and the way things are going i think he's in a pretty happy place right now if you if you want to check on that uh, i was gonna say he's in a very happy place right now because he's about 
12 minutes away from watching the Islanders take the Penguinos out back and bang. Because that's it. That, that, that'll advance them, right? Yep, that'll advance them to the next round. Wow. But uh, you, he showed me pictures inside the Nassau Coliseum, which mm. is their venue until UBS Arena opens up next year or in two years. And you know how they hang out T-shirts uh, so that fans can wear them or wave them or whatever? Yeah. Okay. He shows me a picture of, you know, both sides of the arena. One half of the arena, full of T-shirts. One half of the arena, spotty T-shirts and spotty seats. So you can tell which side of the arena is for vaccinated people and which side of the arena is for unvaccinated people. Mm. Well, at least they try. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I laugh only because Montreal, for game six of the playoff series between them and the Maple Leafs, has said we will have 2,500 vaccinated healthcare workers. But that's assuming that there's going to be a game six. <laughs> because Thursday night, which is tomorrow night, uh, the 27th of May, the Leafs can finally put the Habs out of their misery mm-hmm. and actually win a playoff series since um, the year 2004. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, as much as I'd like to see some fans there just to watch the Leafs you know, bang on their heads in their barn. I'm going, no, I'd rather you finish it off. And those poor health workers can watch on the giant screen in Montreal, the victory celebration in Toronto. (laughs) But uh, no, I was uh, reading that apparently in New York state now, and I don't know how other states are going to follow along. Some might've, I know others that won't like, in the Carolinas or Texas. <laughs> but um, if you are fully, um, I'm trying to think, an arena can return to full capacity in New York State without social distancing, without masks, if everyone is vaccinated. Which makes sense? Hmm. Yes, but here's the problem. Can you be sure that the person who says, yeah, I'm fully vaccinated is actually fully vaccinated? Yeah. Will they be required to show some form of vaccination ID? Right. I mean, I've, I've read stories down in the States of, you know, certain groups saying you're not forcing us to do that. We won't do that. We'll just say we're fully vaccinated, whether that's true or not. And I'm like going, and this is not good. Yes. So. That's in- why I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I do. I just hope that people don't ruin it for other people. Exactly. Uh, and that's why some places are pushing uh, vaccination apps that will show like a proof of vaccination, like a vaccination passport, uh, which uh, some states here are advocating. And some other states are like, what, what, why do we need a COVID passport? <laughs> yeah so i mean that's the one thing when you have 50 states and not all of them are on the same page and a federal government that can't say nope this is how you're doing it bango (laughs) because if they try that sure as shooting the lawyers get involved yeah keiichi san hello Kay. he's in the chat he's mentioning about forging copies of cdc cards did i mention uh on the podcast i think last month um there was a random drug bust out on long island and as part of uh the seizure they also found about 70 blank cdc covid vaccination cards that's what I'm afraid of. Because, <laughs> I mean, we saw it here when the federal government said anybody flying in has to show proof of, you know, vaccination of a, of a negative uh, COVID test. And that was even before that was even before the, the, the hotels came into play. And there were people getting busted uh, out in, I think it was Edmonton. There were a couple and one or two in Pearson that showed up with fraudulent paperwork claiming they were va- they were uh, negative and they clearly weren't. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why I always, I'm always a little leery of saying, oh yeah, I just have a paper and, you know, or an app and I'm going, papers can be forged. Apps are harder, though not impossible. Mm. Especially if you're dealing with the Android side of things, the Apple side of things, it's a little harder to do because everything has to be vetted through Apple, of course. Right. But as far as, as far as Android, yeah, no, I wouldn't trust it with a 30 foot pole. Gotta be honest. I like what Kay said. Guess who just scored a free federal offense? <laughs> yeah, well, in Canada doing that, I, I know it's I know it's a crime. I just can't remember if it is. No, it is federal. It is a federal crime to do that in Canada. Right. But there's also the possibility of getting nailed provincially as well. Oh, but of wow, course, okay. if you're but if, if if you're out in Alberta, no, they they think they're going to hold the Calgary Stampede in July. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Um, failure to comply with quarantine requirements in Canada is punishable by a fine of up to 750000 Canadian dollars, imprisonment, or transfer to a designated quarantine facility. Which sounds wonderfully, you know, wonderfully brutal. But the chances of actually getting to that point where you're actually, you know, nailed for seven hundred fifty grand, and no, that's not going to happen. No, <laughs> you, you'd have been better off making it all sound a bit more reasonable, and then you might get it actually, you know, if it comes down to it through a court. Mm-hmm. But this, oh, yeah, I'm sure uh, that in a few weeks' time we'll have uh, a lot more to say. I'm sure. There may be some announcements by the time we come back with the podcast in uh, mid-June about possibly reopening the Canadian border, about uh, the fate of the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics. Um, We'll be bringing these topics up then, as once again, this podcast will be going on hiatus for two weeks and will return in mid-June. Um, as I deal with work stuff and then a little mini trip, which I'm looking forward to, I'm going to be puttering up and down the Northeast in an Amtrak train. But you won't be driving it, right? No. (laughs) Darn it, he says. (laughs) No, I haven't reached that level yet, I'm afraid. If I want to, if I want to drive, I think at this point uh, something heavy duty. I'll just go back to Euro Truck Simulator like we played the other day. <laughs> Jr. on the Excel X, on the Acela Express. Yes, that's the plan. Also, Jr. taking an overnight sleeper train in a bedroom. Ooh, I don't want to go into too many specifics because then I'll be telling everybody about everything that's going on in my personal life. <laughs> But um, looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to, well, let me put it this way. I'm looking forward to two weeks from now when I take the trip. Obviously, I'm not looking forward to work next week. (laughs) Well, think of it this way. Much of your work will probably present itself. True. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's that whole story about you know who. And no, I'm not referring to Voldemort. <laughs> and I pretty much think that will dominate most of the headlines leading up to the race. Probably, yeah. We'll see how things work out. And uh, we will all have a full report, I'm sure, about things going on when we return with the podcast in three weeks. Um, we're going to get set for Jackbox now. But before we do that, Neff, uh, I will fire this up so you can give us our closing commentary once again. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this Twitch stream or any of our podcasts, drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com or via our social media pages. You can do that. You can go to Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Anime Radio. There you'll find links to Anchor.fm where you can find our uh, archive podcasts, our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, and our Discord server. And don't forget our YouTube page. I'm reading what Kay's saying in the chat. Um, Take the Canadian Rail overnight from Vancouver to Toronto. Now that is a bucket list item for me, actually. Something I would like to do. 
And it's actually, I believe they do have accessible cars. Interesting. So I could do it too. Nice, nice. We'll have to write that down. Mm. I have been, I'm, I, my bucket list is to either do that train or I believe there is a one night train that either goes from Toronto or Montreal to Halifax. I believe so. Mm. But I'm going to tell you, Toronto or Vancouver to Toronto, you'll get the Rocky Mountains. And yeah. that would be worth it. Mm. Now, I've done uh, I've done East Coast to West Coast. So it'll be interesting to do the other way around for sure. Why not both, JR? Well, I would have to get, uh, uh, let's see. Vancouver to Toronto, and then, well, if the train to Halifax starts in Montreal, then I have to figure out a way to get to Montreal. I don't think uh, Via Rail has too many trains that go from Toronto to Montreal, right? Well, yes, they do. Oh yeah, that would be that would be the, the that would be a commuter rail line. It wouldn't be anything overly fancy. Okay, but that would be the that would be the way to quote unquote bridge the gap between the the two the two trains. Interesting, interesting. Well, when the when the borders open, we'll take that into consideration for sure. It may not happen this year, but who knows? Um, well, Kay has given me some inspiration and some things to research uh, for my future travels. But okay, folks, uh, we're going to wrap up our podcast. And once again, our streams, aside from Jackbox, which is coming up in a moment, if you're watching us live right now, our streams and our podcast will return in three weeks, the week of June 14th, if I do my math correctly. So be sure to join us again at that point. In the meantime, for those of you watching the podcast, we'll see you then. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep on lookout for the Extreme Mario podcast. And don't forget to check out our Twitch streams. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.